Hey, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Michael, and I'm both grateful and excited that you're here with me today. Currently on the show, we're following my journey as a creator, entrepreneur, and future family man. I'll be sharing the ups, the downs, and really everything in between in order to bring encouragement, motivation, and drive to your own daily life. So let's go out together and create the lives we want to live. Hello and welcome to another episode. Thank you for tuning in yet again. I'm going to be sharing about some current events in my own life. As you know, if you've been tracking along with me, the title of this episode probably makes sense, but I do want to talk about what do you do in a business that is ending when you are leaving the business yourself? Was it your choice? Was it chosen for you? And really how to spend the best time you can in those last few weeks or days because I have learned so much over the years and I actually have had a business close down on me before too and that was the reason why I lost the job. So this is not my first business to have had this happen in as I was the employee. So I actually do have some pretty good experience in this. And to start though, I will share with you what my job efforts are looking like for trying to find a new job. So if you're ready to get into this, let's go ahead and jump on in. Okay, so the most common question I get now in my life is, have you heard back from any of the jobs you've applied to? To which I will let you know, no, I have not. (laughs) I mentioned like two episodes ago, whenever I was talking about it, that one person did send back a we're not interested. And that was the only one out of all the jobs I've applied to. So hooray for them. They are on top of their stuff. But I did look up that one business that I said that was looking, they were a startup and they were looking to have someone build out and start their customer success area. And I said like, wow, that would be so fun. I did that at the previous startup I was at. Well, I went back to the job site posting that they had and that was no longer listed so they found someone but they were also the ones i sent them two different emails following up after i applied so to me i'm just like eh, well hopefully the person you chose would do a better job than <laughs> you have been doing or you did in the experience that i had with your customer service email which was they just didn't respond and then last episode i talked about the ai game chat for like the major league sports I don't exactly know what it was, but you know what I'm talking about if you listened to last episode. They never got back to me either, and that was one that I was kind of excited about, but then now I'm still back to the, I don't know what I want to do, I don't know what's coming up for me, but I do think God has something in store for me because I can't really imagine myself working in person again, like full-time in person, and I'm over working part-time jobs, so yeah, I know that the local Costco is hiring, or I could be a cashier, or a barista, or a gas station attendant, or, you know, like, all of these random different jobs that are part-time that people are like, oh, like, you, you could get that. I'm like, I know. The problem is not that I can't get a minimum wage job. It's that I need a job where I can be in management and make enough money to have a family and a house and to get married and do everything I want to do. That's the problem. But then I also don't really want to work for a big corporation or for anyone else. So that therein lies kind of the problem and the issue of like, do I want to work for someone else? No, not really. I want to be at home and have my own schedule. And even though I've been working a morning job for almost four years, it has been pretty flexible because I always work in the morning. I get up at 4.30 and I'm starting either at 5 o'clock or 5.30 has been the most recent. So most of my workday is when the majority of people are sleeping. So that leaves, you know, a lot of good freedom for the rest of my day. So even though I have been working for a corporation and have had a job where I show up four to five days a week, during the lockdowns, I was showing up like six days a week because we were so understaffed, which I always think is like, wild and so crazy that I worked just so much. I would only get Sundays off, but I still had a lot of flexibility. So that is what I cannot really imagine going back to like a rigid, like you need to show up from these hours and uh, do all this work and you will only get paid this much. And I'm like, it's not worth it for that amount of money. But an encouraging thing that I think I'm going to pursue. And maybe by the time you're listening to this, I already have, because as I'm recording this, Later on today, I'm going to send a text message to the neighbor. So I do cooking videos for his husband and then he 
is in a business that he started on his own and it has something to do with being the payment processor for like local brick and mortar businesses typically how he explained it briefly to me as you would use stripe or paypal as a payment processor that makes sense to me at the startup we use stripe i know all about that they help run through your credit card payments and then they take a percentage of every transaction that you make and then they also take like 30 cents for every transaction so there is a way that they make money but they handle all of that and so you don't have to worry about credit card transactions because they handle that for you but he is the alternative to that in the business he has and that if someone has a problem in one of his businesses they contact him and he takes care of everything related to i think he mentioned credit card fraud was like the most common thing but as long as they're sticking to the like visa mastercard rules of having a good business and the business transactions he is able to help them and so I'm going to be texting to see if he can share a little bit more about that because that is very basic and like rudimentary or elementary. Hmm. Are those two words interchangeable? Maybe. I don't know. But it's a very basic understanding of what I have of what he does, which I didn't even know that's what he had been doing. But the last time I was over at their house, I was I, I do a lot of like odd jobs for them, but I clean their solar panels to get up on the roof and I wear a bike helmet because I'm like, if I fall off the roof and I don't happen to break my neck or back, I would like to protect my head and maybe this helmet will save my head <laughs> from being cracked open and having one of those, if only he wore a helmet he would still be alive. So I look pretty dorky. But the last weekend I was at his house and I asked him because he was saying he's well, very well off. He has a lot of money. He didn't tell me how much, but insinuated that he doesn't really need to look for more business. He is fine with what he has. He only works a few hours a week because once you have these things set up and running, every time they are open the business and they're making credit card transactions, which is like, everyone everyone these days like hardly anyone pays in cash you are getting a percentage of every transaction <laughs> so it's one of those like wow that sounds really nice but i have heard of other people trying to get into it and it is very tricky so i had asked him like oh are you still looking for new clients currently like are you always having to get new clients are you in a position where, like I said, you must have gotten in at a great time. You know how there are some jobs and some ways of doing business where, man, 10 years ago or 20 years ago, 30 years ago was like the perfect time to start blank. And because they started it there and then they have a thriving business, but compared to now, like, oh, it's so hard to break into really so many different things. But he was like, no, actually now is the best time better than ever so that was like oh okay and then he offered like hey if you want to see more about what i do just let me know and so i was like eh, okay okay but then the more i've been thinking about it i'm like hmm well it would allow for me to still have my own schedule to be flexible to work from home and to do this podcast maybe get back to the coffee up cup thing or the remote workers club you know whatever other projects i want to do could help in that but the main thing would be that I would need his help to figure out how to be successful in it, how to set things up. And really, he had said that he got all of his businesses by word of mouth and that he doesn't have a website, doesn't have social media for it, all things. But I'm like, wonderful, 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 because I have all that for my own businesses and they're hard to keep up. And as I mentioned, they just don't do well. So that is part of it. And that I need to see is what he is doing. Is that like something I could do on my own? And how do I get into it? Slash, is he willing to help me get some business to start off? Whether he has his current people, if they can refer like, oh, someone else that knows this person is getting into it. He's going to be mentoring him. So like, yeah, you can trust him because this neighbor was telling me that a lot of it is just customer service being there, listening to these customers when they have issues, showing up to their business at all hours. Well, he said answering their calls at all hours, which I'm like, <laughs> I I have a, you know, I turn my phone off at night. But, you know, that idea of you are there for them. And he was saying so many, especially older people, but someone else I was talking to, they're like, I think we all want that. But when you have in your business or even personally, when you have a scam come against you, credit card fraud, come against you anything scary financially 
you want a quick number and you want to talk to a human. You don't want to go through robots. You don't want to go through email chats with AI, you know, trying to figure out, is this charge? what you meant to do? No, of course it's not. I just told you. And my mom has been going through something for almost a full year related to PayPal and someone who hacked into her account got her, you know, was just making charges and it has been a mess, like a full year to get this resolved. And I think now it has finally just come to a resolution where the bank has stopped the charge. Like they've taken it off because it was fraudulent. And I've sent so many letters emails i've talked with the chat because i worked in customer service so i actually really do like talking to customer service agents because one i can relate to them and know like they've got a hard job and i will be polite and respectful but then on the other side i know that they are empowered to help me out and that they have systems so like with all of this i'm like you have a fraud department send this to them you have allowances for refunding your customers when they come across fraud and in that case like they locked my mom out of her account fully so we would call and they say it's a long wait time we will send you a message when it's ready and then they send a text oh we've sent you an internal message in your account well she can't access the account because it's locked out and she had spent like an hour and a half on the phone and was passed between like 10 different agents so it was just a complete mess so if you think of all of that or maybe you yourself have been in a position where you have been scammed or you're trying to, you know, just work some of these financial things out. It is so stressful and just a really dark, dreary cloud to have over you. Even more so, think of it as a business when you're encountering that. So from that side of things, I completely understood what he was saying of like, these people just want someone to talk to. I'm like, yes, I understand. And I think I could do that. You know, I can do that. I just don't know like what what are the issues that these people come across? And how does he himself handle that? Like, is he reaching out to the credit card companies to resolve it? I don't know. So that's what I need to figure out. So I'm going to send him a message today and kind of ask like, hey, can you show me more about it? And then I also need to decide how I'm going to go about, like, if I do want to look into this of asking him, like, do you think this is something that I could start up? Would you be willing to show me the ropes and kind of teach me how to do it? And even I think having him as a mentor, like a business mentor, and this would be good and super helpful because he's been doing it for such a long time that he really does know the ins and outs. And if he can help me get started, because that is usually the hardest thing, like getting your first few clients or businesses, I can already imagine like if he isn't able to help me get referrals, like I would just be at a loss. I'd be like, okay, I probably can't do this, <laughs> which I don't want to be negative and like say no from the start. But just what I've seen in this last year and a half, two years doing the podcast, doing everything I've done is that it's really hard to get started in some of these things. And if you have someone who's already in the game and they can help you out, man, that alone is like worth so much. But one last thing on this is that I also need to figure out, is there a payment I would give him or percentage of things like for the first <laughs> so many months of me getting started because I don't want to feel indebted to him, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think they, they're both super kind and friendly. And so I don't think they would put that on me. But me as a person, like, I don't like to be in debt to people. I try to pay my debts off as soon as I can. Well, first of all, not even to have debt. So if a bill is coming through, I pay it in full and like get that off my conscience, get it out of here. I don't want to worry about that. So to know going into something when you're asking for help for someone, I need to know. And I think it, it is smart business to know and to get that figured out before you go into it of like, what are you expecting me to give back from this? Like, is it a percentage of the sales I get at first, which is kind of silly because like in the beginning, it'll probably be fairly low. Or do you want me to give you just a lump sum amount? Or like, I'll give you $3,000 to teach me and get me fully set up with X amount of businesses. I don't know. And I feel like he would probably say like, don't worry about it. So then maybe I'm like, well, maybe I'll just clean your solar panels for free for a couple months. You know, that is probably more worth it to him because that's something they can't do. And it would be way more expensive if they hired a business. So I didn't think it would take this long to tell you about that. But I think that is my next best step of fulfilling what I want to do as far as getting to do my own businesses while doing that, while getting to stay at home. And he has made it sound like he makes really good money. He was able to buy a house in his, I think, either late 20s or early 30s, which back then things were cheaper. But just that idea of that he can sustain 
the property he's on, which just a couple houses down, but houses are expensive and there's a lot of costs and he can just kind of relax throughout the day and do whatever he wants. I'm like, hmm, very cool. I'd be doing a bunch more of these other like side businesses, but it would be nice to have something that could bring in income without having to kill myself every day to try and find it and could provide for having a family. So I'll leave you with that. Hopefully next week I will have an update of how that went, but continue to keep me in your thoughts and prayers that I will find the path that God wants for me <laughs> and that I will go down it and do what he wants for my life. So let's jump on to the rest of this episode. All right, so I titled this episode A Crumbling Business because last week at my job in the beginning of the week, it was just very difficult. We were going through a lot with everyone knows the business is closing and I'm starting to see a lot of these things that when a customer, like a regular, so I wouldn't tell any other customer this, but people that know us really well that live in the neighborhood, they've known me for years, like we will still be neighbors and they're like, how's it going? I'm like, you know what? I, I don't know what to tell you besides like, it feels like everything is crumbling down at this business. And to me, that's really sad. And I actually stopped telling people that because their face looks so concerned and they're like, tell me more about it. I'm like, I actually don't have time to tell you about it because it's crumbling and we don't have enough people to work. And I'm being like, it was so crazy on the Tuesday and Wednesday shifts that I worked where I was like, I actually don't have time to talk to you at all besides like, hi, how's it going? So then I switched to like, mm -mm -mm, we are not telling people. We're just like, hi, oh, it's going great. Do you see how much stuff I have to do right now? And that there's only three of us and one person needs to be on a break and we're not taking our breaks on time because we don't have enough people and it's too busy in the business to start taking breaks. Like, no, we're not gonna say that. They can just see me struggle along with the rest of the team <laughs> and be like, okay, maybe we won't be super chatty. But so much so that I thought it was worth talking about, not just for this business in particular, because I don't think it is helpful just to, you know, bring up a bunch of problems about where one currently works. Like, is that helpful? No. But more so, I think it's helpful to see like, what am I seeing in this business as it is coming to an end? What have I seen from other businesses that have had that happen? And then touch on like, what do you do when you are the person leaving the business? Because granted, there will be so many jobs in your life if you are working. I mean, hopefully you have your own small business or you are working towards being independent and working for yourself. But that is not the case for so many people. And so you will have to work for other people in life and you will come to where you are either being laid off so the job is ending the business is closing or you've made the decision that you need to get out of there whether it is because you have a new job lined up or like when i was leaving the startup i didn't exactly know what i was going to do but i knew that like my time there was up like it's hard to explain it but if you go back to like that gut feeling of like if I want to get out and leave this place the best I can and the most prepared for what they would do without me, then this summer is when I need to make that hard decision. So there's a lot that we all go through in life and working is such a big part of our lives. As much as people don't want to say that, especially the entrepreneurs, like I retired when I was 30. I'm like, did you really? Because no, you still have businesses going on. You're still making money. You're still teaching people like you are not retired, which I think I've talked about that before. I cannot stand when young people are like, I want to retire early. I'm like, you do not. Work is important. As humans, we need to be working. And that doesn't mean like going to work, but if you have your own family, you're working around the house. You're raising your children. Children are a lot of work to raise up. And you are working around the house. You are working in the yard, working with volunteer opportunities at your church, at the local, you know, whatever you are a part of. We are made to work. So you are going to experience this. I have worked so many jobs as if you've been listening to the podcast long enough, you know, so many random jobs, but also jobs that related to what I was doing in school to like right now you've heard, like I'm trying to figure out what do I do next? And I think the most interesting thing as I was getting ready for this episode was that I've actually had another business that has <laughs> closed on me, which I feel like is so rare to happen because most people will just be like, eh, I'm over this or, oh, I'm graduating college. So it just makes sense to leave the job. But in this case with my morning job now, and then back when I was a lifeguard at the pool, they were closing it down because they were going to be building a whole new rec center. So 
in my junior year, I think was when it was closing. So I still had my senior year where I needed to have a job and needed to work. So I was like, I am having this taken away from me, but I still need to find a job. And I didn't want to work in the gym part of it because that's where a lot of the lifeguards went and they could have gone. But I saw it. I'm like, it's just so boring. You just sit at a desk and people scan themselves in so you don't do anything. And oh, it just sounded awful. So I ended up getting a job as a lifeguard at the Timpani Center, which was, you know, fairly close to home, but about four miles from the school campus. And I lifeguarded there for about a year and a half. So I did have a job, but I went through with that very similar to what I'm going through now of like the business is ending. It's not up to us as the workers. It's not up to the manager. It is way above, you know, at the highest levels where they're like, this is your last day of work and you will not be here anymore. And it is ending. And so I think that is very interesting to think about and see like, how do people react within that? But more so, how can you as a person as you are coming to these chapters that are closing in your life, really end things the best you can. Because I think that is something that people are very good at starting out good. You know, you can make a great first impression, or hopefully you've learned at this point in your life how to make a great first impression, which I always like to. I'm like, man, I will charm them with my looks, with my talking, my speaking, my politeness, you know, all of that I think is really fun, but that is easy. That is so easy for so many people. But as you get into a job and you are there time and time again, and you're working more and more, and then even when you are leaving, that is when it is so hard, but I would say so crucial and so important that you end things well, both for yourself, for the business, and just for everyone involved is that you want to end it the best you can. So that's what I'm going to talk about in this episode. And I'm going to start with some of the things that I've been seeing recently, but also more generally that I've seen at these two different businesses and really all the jobs when people are leaving. So whether it is the business ending or that person, you know that they are leaving. I've just seen this in so many jobs and man, some of these things are just a little wild and like, why would you be doing that? I don't know. It's crazy. So let's go. Okay. So let's talk about some of the common occurrences that I see happening both currently in my life with this job that is crumbling down around us but also I've seen it when people have left the same job when they've left my other job when I was working full-time to even at this morning job like a year and a half ago almost two years ago I think two years wow that sounds like a long time but our current manager was moving on to a different job and things were also starting to crumble as he was beginning to move on to once he left, like our store completely closed for a month and it was just such a mess. But here is what I have seen. And it's like time and time again, people just call out for no reason. I mean, they normally do that and people are, oh, they're so wimpy, (laughs) which I've managed people. So I can say that from being a manager of people is that people will always call out they're sick their kid is sick they don't feel well they i mean they won't say this but they stayed up too late they went out partying and that's why they have a headache and are throwing up and you know you eventually with a lot of these people you hear the other side to the story and i'm like okay that was not a good reason or you just didn't feel like going to work but they'll say they're sick so anytime now when someone says like oh i'm sick uh i'm like i don't believe you but in management it's not really your call to be like, are you really sick? Go to the doctor and prove it. <laughs> you know, maybe some places do that, but I, I don't think that's good. So while I would wholeheartedly stand behind the reality that I don't think people are actually sick when they call out sick, there really isn't much that managers can do besides start documenting it and then slowly work them out of the business <laughs> and get them out. Like if you're missing this many days, like are you really being helpful towards the business? No, you're not. And I know nowadays they make it really hard to fire people. So I don't know. It is a tricky position for management to be in, but that is something I saw all the time where eventually you do have to have a conversation. Like, what are you getting from this job in life? Like, what are your goals? And are you hitting that here? Because it doesn't seem like you're really happy being here. And there are so many other things you could be doing, especially for people in their lives that are just getting started working, or this is a part-time job. Like, dude, there are so many jobs out there where if you're not happy here, go be somewhere else. But I do think the, the bigger problem is that society 
is building and growing these wimpy people that don't know how to work hard. And I know all the older generation of people would agree with that, but I am younger. I am a considered a millennial. So <laughs> the Gen Zs are the, the new trouble people. <laughs> but people will still be like, oh, the millenn millennials and Gen Zers just, you know, they're just terrible at working. I'm like, well, that's because maybe our parents or those before didn't teach us that, you know, or society. Like, what what do you attribute to that? Because we are just growing as we grow and taking in that which is what is around us. You know, it's spoken pretty poorly. But I think the problem is that, yeah, I would agree. Like, most people don't know how to show up on time. And that's one of those things when <laughs> when the business is crumbling, people show up late. And, uh, like, you overslept. Cool. Good for you. But guess what? I show up to work on time. And I think maybe once or twice, maybe three times, we'll say four or five, <laughs> just to be like extra cautious. But if I have been late, it's been like by three to four minutes, maybe five minutes at the most. And I've always contacted the supervisor or manager. And I'm like, I am on my way. I'm scootering as fast as I can. Like I am running there, like where I show up and I am so out of breath. Like my lungs are burning and on fire and I'm just like <gasps> like trying to breathe in and the, you get like that burn in your lungs and I'm like man I'm trying to make up for that compared to though people showing up half an hour 40 minutes late and you're just like what like why why are you doing this but other things with that like people just not fulfilling their task at all jobs like it's pretty common for people to stop doing what they should be doing and that to me is so weird because I'm like, you've been doing this for your entire time at this job. And now what? You just suddenly forgot that you before you leave or as you show up to the job, you've got to get this checklist done. And so that was what was driving me crazy with this morning job was, you know, the supervisors in the afternoon that were going to close the store were calling out. So we had to get someone from a different store and they like first day didn't do a good job. I was there the next morning and you know, okay, they were borrowed, new, whatever. But then the second day, same thing. And I was like, we cannot come to a store when it is not closed correctly. But also there are two other workers with that one supervisor that are in charge that are from our store that do most of the work. So I'm like, it is up to them. Like the supervisor is the leader. So it's up to them to lead your team and to make sure everything gets done. But it doesn't mean you have to get everything done, but it does mean you are responsible. So on the second day, I was just like, do I just start leaving notes everywhere? Like, please do not touch this. Please do this. Please do that. But I'm like, I'm not a supervisor. I'm not getting paid for that. So I actually reached out to the manager and let him know some of that because I was like, this is literally driving me crazy. Like, I got to where I was like, I think I just need to walk out of the store, <laughs> like almost to that point when we were at our busiest and like nothing was happening, like everything was just falling apart. That was at the worst of it. And I'm like, and it's going to be the same the next day and the next day. And like, why can't people just do their jobs? So I think it's a lot of that calling out. They're not doing their tasks. They're showing up like they're not giving their full effort. But the kicker to all of this, to me, as I'm living in this and have lived it in other jobs, is that like most of these people I'm working with, they're transferring to other stores. So I'm like, you guys know you're still working for the same company. So what, like mentally, how do you justify like you're doing a bad job in your position here, but then you're going to start a new job and then what? You're going to start doing a good job? I don't know. I don't think that's the case. Like once you start being a poor employee and a bad worker, you are just going to follow that as you go. So I think that is like very tricky for people to see. And maybe these people haven't worked a lot of jobs and they don't know that they are kind of shooting themselves in the foot. But that is why I do think it is important to give your best at all times, but especially to end things well, because this is the last image people are going to have of working with you. And if like from my end of things, you're showing up late, you're not giving your full effort, you're just complaining, you want to get out of there. I'm like, I am not going to want to work with you ever again. And I'm not going to be sad <laughs> that I also am losing my job and I'm not going to see you again, which I don't think it should be like that, especially as myself, someone who wants to start many businesses and work with people. I want to hire people that I've worked with, obviously, like that would be ideal if I know I work well with them, that they're a good worker. And most of the people I've worked with, I'm like, there is a very small handful. <laughs>
like maybe two to three that I would reach out to in the future and be like, hey, I really enjoyed working with you. Let's start this business together. Or would you be interested in starting this business with me or working for me, working in the business? You know, however it looks like. I'm like, I don't know what it would look like, but I think that's something that you should always keep in mind as an employee is like, sure, you're working with people for a boss, a corporation, someone else, but you are still making relationships. You could be networking for the future thing. A lot of those startups that I was applying for, their stories were like, we were both working at Google together and we were like, let's start our own thing. And they did that. So (laughs) is Google happy? Uh, Probably not because they lost a good engineer and a good manager on the other side of things. But that like, that is what happens. That is very common. And I'm like, even though this is a part-time job, like you can still find and make those relationships. So I feel like that is super important to keep in mind is that these are not necessarily just frivolous jobs where you show up and you're like, ah, doesn't matter. I'll be good when I need to be good. And it's like, that also doesn't work that way. If you want to be, say, a good worker, a good person, like that's something you got to be working on every single day. You're not just going to wake up and be like, today I am going to be a driven, responsible, hardworking person who makes a lot of money and is a good father to the family and a good provider to make sure we have everything we need as far as the finances, the money, the house above our heads. Like, no, it's a lot of work. And I've seen that and am seeing that like, oh, it is a lot of work and it's a lot of not so fun moments, but that is part of the journey. And I think it's foolish for people to think that, you know, these smaller jobs they do or volunteer opportunities are not something that will actually impact them and build them into the person they will become. But overall, I just think it is so sad to see this business, the pool. I think at the pool, it wasn't as drastic as it is that I'm seeing now, but it was still that same sense of like, I'm never going to be in this facility again. I'm never going to be in this store again as it is now. So I think that to me, like I, just because I have worked so many jobs, that's what I switched to. And what I was really trying with this morning job was being like, I want to try to be as happy as I can and content as I can, because I know like, I'm not going to be in this position again. Like maybe in the future, I will do that, but it would be with my own business. But for the time being in few years, like I'm not going to be doing this job and it has been pretty fun and I'm pretty good at it. And you know, it was fun to say like, I'm a blank and I do this. And then you're never going to be in this stage of your life again, where I'm getting up at 4.30 every morning. I'm like, no, 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 that is only for this job. Like I won't be doing that for fun. And I think I would like to think that I would do that, you know, go to the gym early, but right now, no. I can sleep in till like 6.37 and still get a lot done in the day. So most likely I'm going to do that. And then these people that you're working with as your job is ending or as you're leaving, are you ever going to see them again? Are you going to be working with them ever again? No, you're not. And I joked about this past week, like these are our last few weeks where we're ever going to see each other. And people were like, oh, that's sad. Don't say that. I'm like, you know, In the past, it would have been like, we'll stay in contact. But what is the reality of most jobs that you leave? You don't speak to those people ever again. (laughs) I mean, it's a little easier now that we have social media. So I would always tell people, I'm like, just follow me on social media. Like, you don't need to text me. I don't really enjoy texting people. But I'm much better at messaging them on Instagram. And I share a lot about my life in my Instagram stories and through my posts. So like if you you do want to stay in contact, there is a way to do that. And technology has made that really easier. But I'm not the type of person where I'm going to be meeting up and grabbing drinks with them because guess what? I don't drink or I'm not going to be going out to eat with them because I cook meals at home and I'm still trying to save money. So that's where I think I'm just a little bit jaded. But I think why it is also very good for me to have learned all of this so that as I am ending, like I can really try to appreciate, you know, when you look at something, you're like, this is not just a flower. This is a blooming flower with such poignant colors, fresh and vibrant, and it's only going to last a few days and then it will wither away. And I'm never going to see the same flower again, which yeah, that's way too dramatic. You don't need to go into all of that, but I think it is important so that when you end the job, you aren't say as sad or as crushed or broken or you know you are likely going to be happy that you're leaving the job or maybe you are happy like in my case 
I knew this job wouldn't be forever. So it was something where I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to quit eventually, like give my notice, but eventually I will be gone. So even in that case, though, I still think it's important that you want to look back fondly on those years you had and be like, I ended it well. But let me talk about in the next section a little bit more about what you can do and what is the most helpful in these situations because i think by now you kind of have a general idea of how things look when you're leaving a job maybe you yourself are someone when you leave you just like i'm not motivated why why am i still showing up like with my startup job i gave a month notice which is what i try to do at all jobs because i always tell people like i'll train whoever you replace me with like i will make them be the best person they can based on what I've learned, share everything. And they actually took me up on that. They were the first person that did that, first business that did that. So I was busy that whole month training people and it was exhausting. It was so much. It was like, it was a very hard month because I wanted to make sure I was doing my best, but I was on so many video calls because I was having to train people and like still do my own regular job and then kind of seeing like, as I'm not getting pushed out completely, but getting pushed out of certain meetings because it's no longer relevant because I'm not going to be there. And just like, wow, this is really hard. But let's talk about what you can do. Well, if we were to end the podcast right here, I would say just keep doing everything you have been doing. Be that good worker. But more importantly, I think it is to say that it is really hard because there is something in our minds mentally, whether it goes emotionally, physically, spiritually, I don't know. But as a human being, when we know that something is coming to an end, it is so hard to stay engaged just to keep going. Like if you know a person is going to be moving out of the area, are you going to want to still meet up with them once a week to build into that relationship if you're never going to see him again? Which... I know you can still contact people on phones and social media, but for most like deep relationships you have with people, that is not the same. So whether you like it or not, you will start distancing yourself from that person, which is sad. Yes, of course. But so many other instances in life you can see where once someone knows that whatever they're coming across or whatever is in their life is going to come to an end, there are so many changes that happen where the person just disengages whether they know it or not. So I think that is like the first thing to keep in mind is that it's tough <laughs> when you're in a job that is ending or maybe you're ending a job to end it well is going to be a battle and it's not easy because it is very hard to just do everything you used to do of like show up on time, do your job the best you can, do the tasks that are in front of you and to be happy about it or maybe not happy about it but be professional because a lot of people will get to being like grumpy or sad or just annoyed and like oh, I can't wait to get out of here I'm like yeah I probably feel that too but is that helpful to voice out loud to talk about I'm like no because it can really hurt the morale of the team so I think that it is just so crazy and even with relationships I don't know the exact statistics but they have some that say that if you are living with your significant other, so your partner, your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, before you get married, the chances of you breaking up or getting a divorce later on in life are super, super high. And now that goes against what we would all think or maybe you think because what I've heard at least is, yeah, we're going to play house together and see how it goes we're gonna do all these things together to see like will we be compatible will we get along when we are making house together and being like we would be in the future being husband and wife well what is the one thing though that is different when you are not married is that you don't have a commitment there and you could say sure i'm committed to you as a <laughs> boyfriend or girlfriend but there is always an easy out and that is to say I'm breaking up with you. I'm ending this. It's not you. It's me. And you can get out of there super easily. And so I think, and I, I think I've either heard this or I've read it, you know, who knows, but it's just like something I know. And maybe you don't, but if you are in relationships like that, where you know, you can always take an easy out. Once you get married, does your mind suddenly shift? Like, 
like I was saying in the last section, do you just wake up one day being like, I'm going to be a great, hard worker, dedicated, responsible, motivated? No, you stay the same. And if you're not working on yourself every single day, how can you expect yourself to change? So when you are getting married and you're like, yeah, we're finally married, what is in the back of your mind? Most likely it will be like, this should be great. This should be like this, this, and this. Like they show us in movie and TVs, like it should all be great. And if it's not, guess what? You can divorce super easily. So many people are divorced. They remarry, they remarry again and again and again. And you know, divorce is just such an easy thing where in the past it was like either forbidden or severely looked down upon if you got divorced. Where now people just aren't committed and it's so easy. And I think going back to the mental side of it is that that is so crucial when you're looking at these things, whether it's relationships, jobs you have, and just as you go throughout your life is that there's always going to be a mental battle and a mental side to things of knowing like you got to work really hard and knowing and being intentional with what you're doing because things don't change overnight. And before you know it, you're going to be this person where you're like, how did I get here? <laughs> and And I'd be like, well, if you take time to think back on it, like it's pretty easy to see how you got there. But I think the basics would just be show up, be the same good old worker you can be. And then the next thing that I would say you should focus on, which is what I've done and what I've seen in so many different circumstances, which I'll talk about, is that the relationships are what you hold on to. So as the business is coming down, as you are leaving, what is something that is lasting like maybe the business won't last the job won't last but these people you're working with they are human beings they are people living and breathing and you can pour into them they can pour into you and strangely enough like just as it is so hard mentally to be a good worker and to finish things out strong to be engaged and to stay focused on what you have to do until your time is up it's almost the opposite with the people you work with and with the relationships. And now this is not the case for everyone, but when I've worked, all of a sudden you have these like much deeper, full conversations with the people you work with. They share more about their lives, their inner beings. They really open up to you where I'm like, shoot, we've been working together for two years and you will not get under anything besides like surface level, which I like to talk a lot. So everyone at the jobs I work, they all know a lot about me. And I do think it's strange that so many of the people I work with, I'm like, they are just, you know, maybe intentionally they're keeping it in or they just don't feel comfortable doing that or that's just not how they operate of just sharing and blabbing about all their lives and the hardships they're going through and the ups and the downs. But I'm quite used to that now. I mean, I do it on a podcast. So, uh, man, so many people could be hearing that. But in these last few weeks when you are leaving or they are leaving, I've seen like wow, you really get close to people. And it's so, you know, it's so weird because you always think, and I always think, I'm like, why couldn't we have had this the whole time I was here? Like for those four years or when I was at the pool, like why were we never this close? Like the relationship we have right now is really good as a coworker, as a friendship, as like someone that I would want to hang out with, like what was missing? And even when the neighbor dog was dying that I walked, like me and the owner, we all of a sudden have a lot more conversations. We were working together to keep this dog alive for so long. So in death, it's very similar too. And then after the dog died, like talking about memories of the dog and like, oh, remember this? And like, there's so much in life when things are ending that really draws you to people. And so I think that is one of the best and most encouraging things that you can do when you're in a position where maybe you don't like the job and you're happy it's ending, but you can't get out, you know, you can't get out of there fast enough and you can't wait. And, oh, I want to leave all of this behind. But I would say, stop, take a second and be like, who am I working with? Because as I mentioned previously, you're not going to work with them again. Like it's very rare that you will ever be in a position in life where you are now to work with these people, where you can hear more about them, maybe give them some good advice, pour into their lives. They can share with you. And I think as humans, we do need to connect with other humans. That's why community is so important. And so I think when things are ending in your life, whether you know a loved one is dying or you are leaving, it is really important and really good to really dig deep <laughs> into the people that work with you because it 
is almost natural. Like all of a sudden, as the ship is going down, you're just grabbing people near you, like come in close, be here with me. Let's talk, let's get to know each other. And that's the sad thing is, as I mentioned, like you don't really get that until something is ending. And I've always wondered that through the relationships I've had with other people, like both with neighbors when they're gonna be moving or when say the dogs are dying that I've worked with or animals have died or jobs have ended, you know, it is almost every time I experience this and I'm like, man, why do the relationships get so much fuller, so much deeper when you know it is gonna end? And I think, you know, you are just more aware that good things are hard to come by in life and you start to see things in a different framework of like, man, maybe I had some few things about this person I wasn't fond of, but all in all, like I've worked with them so many days of the week for years now, or I have been around them for so long that it's going to be sad not having them like to throw my jokes at them or to joke around with them. I mean, it's kind of the same thing, but you know, these small interactions, which you don't think are a big deal, but at least for me, like I talk to the people I work with a lot. So I'm already being like, man, I'm not going to be able to share things with them. Like they won't want me to text them and be like, oh, by the way, this is how my life's going. <laughs> so like you can only get that through talking with people. So I think being aware of that is just like crazy. And when things do end, that's when you are more aware. And I think on the other side too, some of the reasons why we don't do that is because it's kind of a lot of work to be pouring into so many people around you that you work with and it's really not common now. So not even that it's a lot of work, but most people now are just on their phones and on their devices and it's easier to post videos and pictures to make yourself look good and to message people and to be very surface level rather than taking the time to talk with someone and share like, hey, things are not going good, or this is how I'm feeling, or this is what's going on in my life, and just having a person to talk to. And that is why, you know, therapists now more than ever are super popular, because people don't have other people to talk to. And I always think like, yeah, therapy is very important for certain people in certain circumstances, especially the more like extreme cases where maybe your friends and family, they don't know how to pour into your life to help you out through this. So like, yeah, go see someone. But I think so many issues, so many problems, so much of the anxiety, depression, sadness out there that people are all getting medicated for and seeking medical help for. I think if we had more of these in-depth conversations, more relationships with one another, where we are meeting each other at where we are at and not having to just be surface, but we can go deep. I think so much of it would be changed so much for the better because a lot of the like loneliness, sadness, depression, feeling like you don't matter, being anxious about everything, being scared to go out, you know, all of this comes from when you are isolated and when you don't have relationships in your life, whether it's friendships, whether it's a significant other, whether it is your family members, like as soon as you start cutting these people off and getting further and further away from them, I think that is when these feelings and thoughts truly crowd your brain, your mind really can make you just sick, like physically sick. So I think that is crazy. And I know I've been kind of all maybe over, you know, maybe all over the place. But I think it is very helpful to think about overall, as we get towards the end of this episode, is just how can you be the best person and knowing that it's going to be really hard Mentally, it's going to be challenging. You still need to get up at 4.30 every day, Michael. You still need to show up on time, do your job. And I think it's actually funny because I've worked so many jobs now where I'm like, that's not a big deal for me to end well, but it is very frustrating for me and sad to see when other people can't do that well because I'm like, you guys just show up and do the work that you have been doing. It's not that hard. Just show up. But uh, it is challenging. And I know when I was younger, it was probably more challenging than it is now. But the mental side is going to be hard. And you just have to, to know that in the end, it is going to be so much more worth you pouring into your own life of teaching yourself to be dedicated and motivated to the end with whatever you do to give your best work and to do it well. But then also, 
don't worry, you have people around you that are probably in the same situation you are, especially if the business is closing. Like, you guys have so much that you can share about and can relate with one another. Like, the store is closing, what are we gonna do? Or maybe you are leaving the position and that's your choice, but you still have people that you can pour into and that can relate to you figuring out that you need to go a different direction in life, that maybe you don't know where you're going, but overall it will be for the better or maybe they have been secretly thinking about leaving the job too <laughs> so they can just relate to you on a whole bunch of different levels but i do think in the end coming back to the relationships around you that will be so helpful to make sure you can end things out well and then maybe if you can't even talk with the co-workers or they really are truly awful because you never know even if the ship is sinking they might still be like I'm going to be alone as I die alone rather than everyone else who's like, let's all get to know each other and really appreciate these last few months or the last few weeks and days we have together. And so, you know, you never know, but you can talk to your family, your friends, like reach out to the people that are in your circle because they do care for you, whether it seems like it or not. If you take the first step, you know, it's going to be hard and scary, but I can almost assure you it will be so worth it to surround yourself with those that care for you. And you'll see, like most things in life, you can also have a big impact in their life. So it's not just I'm doing this because I need help, but through that, helping other people will in fact help you. So if in doubt, sign up to volunteer at something and you'll see like, oh, things are starting to get better. But my encouragement to you would be as you are coming to the end of things in life, whether it is with loved ones that are going to be passing away, with your pets, with your jobs, your businesses, whether the business is crumbling or you're leaving yourself, is to really take time to think about and figure out how can I myself as who I am finish out this job or this relationship or this time in life the best I can, knowing that yeah, it can either be frustrating or exciting, but how can I do it the best I can so that when I look back, I am not wishing and being like, oh man, if only I had done this, or maybe if I kept in better contact at the very end of things, I could still have some of these relationships. And I think in life, it is awful if you are stuck thinking and pondering over and being caught up in the past. So that alone, if you haven't spent that time in life, like, let me tell you, let the people around you who are older than you tell you, it's not worth it. So what can you do? Spend the time now to be the best worker you can to consciously pour into your own life so that you can be happy and confident that when you finish, you have left everything good out on the table and you don't have anything that you regret or have to spend countless nights waking up frustrated from. Thanks for listening to Fisher Philbrick The Show. Here's how you can best support us. You can subscribe, comment, and rate the show. You can share this podcast with your social circles and even consider becoming a monthly sponsor of the show. Any of these items that you're able to do will make such a big difference. Thanks again for listening and for your support.